Welcome to the PreparedX Podcast, your complete source for crisis, emergency, business continuity and security preparedness interviews, news, and much more. Now, your host, he creates chaos for a living, Rob Burton. Hello and welcome to episode 120 of the PreparedX Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Burton, and just before we get started, I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by the International Crisis Management Conference, the Center of Excellence for Crisis Management Professionals. And did you know that annual membership is just $99 and you get access to a ton of stuff, including the video library, which has over 140 presentations, monthly webinars, discounts on events such as the annual conference. Go to crisisconferences.com for more details. Okay, on to today's episode. In today's fast-paced and unpredictable business world, a crisis could emerge at any moment. And as any seasoned leader will tell you, it's not the crisis itself but how we respond that truly defines us. So uh, there's some words of wisdom for you. But uh, how do you prepare as an organization to handle crises effectively? One answer, of course, is simulation exercises and exercise programs. Of course, we're all about that here at PreparedX. But of course, there's always a catch. To implement such a program, you need buy-in. Uh, in particular from the very top of your organization. And how do we do that? Well, we're going to be exploring the importance of demonstrating value, the power of a clear plan, the impact of cost-benefit analysis, the role of leadership engagement, uh, the influence of industry success stories, and of course, the significance of continuous feedback and improvement. So, on to today's episode. Um, we are going to be going deep dive into uh, leading through crises, securing buying for your simulation exercise program. So the first one on the list here, de- demonstrating the value and importance of the simulation exercise program. Of course, really important because an effective crisis program is not a luxury, right? It's a necessity. Um, it's crucial to underscore the potential impact of crises on the organization. So you need to do this right up front uh, when you start to put your pitch together for your leadership, including what the reputational damage will be. Of course, any financial losses, um, business continuity disruption, and many other uh, significant issues that could raise from um, dealing with a crisis poorly. So again, um, you know, that's uh, part of your um, value demonstration uh, for having a program. Uh, Moving on to number two, uh, of course, we need to put a clear plan for the program together. um, And we need to justify um, this. And uh, of course, just like any other strategic initiative it needs to be clear right so that's uh that's going to get buy-in or get more chance of getting buy-in to make sure it's crystal clear uh you know why this is going to work and uh, how it's going to work so you're going to comprehend you're going to put that comprehensive plan together with those objectives uh you're going to put a schedule together what resources are needed expected outcomes of course we need to align it with any strategic goals with the organization um, so that's really important. So that plan, again, needs to be clear, uh, as we mentioned in the first part there. Okay, uh, we need to make sure that it's uh, uh, very uh, concise as well. And uh, you need to demonstrate that um, in your plan. So that's number two. Uh, number three, 
you need to offer a cost benefit analysis. Of course, numbers speak louder than words in the boardroom. We all um, we're all aware of that. So conduct a con cost and uh, benefit analysis to compare the cost of implementing a program with the potential losses from a poorly managed crisis. So, of course, lots of examples around there uh, or that are out there. And of course, a lot of people will say now uh, that some organizations bounce back and their stock gets back to where it was before. But of course, for that period of time, and that period of time might be a year, that period of time might be several months, uh, could be longer, uh, where before the stock gets back to where it should be, where there are uh, losses within the organization. And again, um, you know, there's lots of that, uh, lots of uh, examples where you can demonstrate that um, to your uh, executives and your leadership. So use terms like financial foresight, um, investment in resilience and cost effectiveness uh, when you're putting your uh, cost benefit analysis together. So that might be one slide in your pitch deck um, with regards to uh, the financial piece. Okay, number four, engaging senior leaders in the process, right? We need buy-in before you even put this plan uh, down on paper. So having those, um, you know, side conversations, having those conversations, um, you know, um, offline, if you will, uh, making sure that uh, you're not going to be wasting your time here when you go down this path. Um, there's always one leader or several leaders that uh, understand the benefit of these programs. And uh, it's kind of capturing those and grabbing them, uh, grabbing those leaders and getting them to engage in the process even before you get started. And then when you get started, of course, they'll become advocates or they should become advocates of the program, which will uh, make your life a little bit easier uh, when you head down this path. Okay, showcasing success uh, from other organizations, of course, this is, uh, you know, a little bit harder because some organizations uh, keep, um, you know, keep everything close to their chest. But if you can get inside another organization or if you can find where other organizations are benefited from having these programs, these simulation exercise programs, then, of course, use those examples to build your case for your ex your organization. Of course, you know, keywords uh, to consider are industry benchmarking, best practices and competitive advantage of course if your industry is not doing uh, a good job with your with the tabletop and other simulation exercises then uh, you know this could be something where you could jump ahead and make that part of your competitive advantage and finally, ensuring continuous feedback improvement. Of course, like everything we do in the preparedness world, we need to make sure that we're, um, you know, evaluating, you know, we're, we're, we're checking uh, all the time that this program is working and we're adjusting where we need to. Of course, it's important that we continuously improve. We provide feedback uh, through the system and we measure those out outcomes. You'll hear organizations talking about measuring every part of their organization, especially as it comes down to when it comes down to the numbers and it comes down to the key uh, assets and programs and all kinds of uh, business acronyms you'll hear but to measure measure that program and uh, uh, and then you can see the success and of course that will uh, build into the success of you pitching your program uh, and continually pitching it throughout uh, the following years you may only get one year to set this up and if that goes well you may get next year two or three uh, and then beyond that you should be good uh, and you should be up and running because the buy-in is firmly there and the benefits have been seen after a couple of years of running these so securing your senior leadership buying for a crisis simulation exercise program of course might not be easy 
but with a structured approach, it's uh, certainly achievable. So follow those six steps and hopefully um, you'll head down the path in being successful uh, with regards to your program. So um, that's it. Uh, short one today. Hope you enjoyed it. That was uh, uh, wraps up episode 120. I uh, do encourage you, as always, to rate us on iTunes or wherever else you are listening to this uh, podcast. Uh, we appreciate your time. Until next time, have a safe and productive day. Thank you. <laughs>